Willie Carter and I have been email buddies since his days at Santa Cruz Guitars. In 2009, Willie, along with his partner in guitars, Eric Poulsen, started Carter Poulsen Guitars and have been carving out their own line of amazing instruments. Willie was speaking to me from a beautiful park in San Francisco, Dog Park, I think he called it, and I was in my coronavirus bunker, and today, Zoom decided it was not our buddy. A little awkward at times, freezing up on both ends, definitely not perfect. Technology's great, isn't it? Anyway, Willie is an articulate, funny, and thankfully patient man, and I really enjoyed getting to know him a bit. So here's Carter Pulsing Guitars, Willie Carter. And please don't give me any crap about Zoom. I honestly, it wasn't my fault. Willie Carter, how are you, sir? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. <laughs> it's a beautiful sunny day here in San Francisco. Can't complain. Man. All part of the adventure. We've been, uh, typically I like to do these face-to-face because I'm really not a tech head. But, of course, we can't be doing that right now. But um, what have you been doing for the last 70 days? <laughs> a lot of Netflix, man. But I, uh, yeah. I've, I've gotten to that point where nothing keeps my interest now. So I've been, you know, it's doing on a lot of other things. You know, some things I've been putting off, you know, have, I've been um, threatening to make an electric guitar for the last i don't know probably 10 15 years and yeah so i think it's time to actually start getting on that but uh, you know as much work in a shop as i can um it's uh, it's definitely different you know yeah it's, it's different and the days all blur together man no kidding we started uh a couple of domino tournaments and uh <laughs> that, that's been good for us and i've got friends that are doing trivial pursuit on zoom and it's oh, really it's huh. two couples here in town and then one of the couples has a 25 year old living in brooklyn so they get him on there and they said that's been nice. a blast well you know the technology definitely can shrink the world yeah the, um you, know, you and like you and i talking right now right it's, uh, it's, and it's uh, i think one thing about this is it's it's um made most of us reevaluate the importance of our relationships, you know, people yeah. we haven't spoken to in a long time and, you know, a lot of people reaching out, which is, which is cool. We've been doing, using zoom, uh, to do family calls. We'll have eight or 10 people in four or five, six different locations, all, all zooming and except for stepping on each other, it works <laughs> out really good, but sure. So were you born in the Bay area there? No, I was born in Missouri, of all places. Oh, wow. So my parents were both from New York, but my father was was a Vietnam-era Army guy, so I was born on a, a military base in Missouri. Wow. And I uh, stayed there until I was, I think, five years old, Then we moved to Washington State. Okay. So, so I, I pretty saw, much grew up in Washington. I saw you went to school at, in Olympia. I used to live in Wenatchee. Oh, did you? Yeah, my yep. sister went to school in Wenatchee. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a pretty yeah, a lot pretty, of apples out there. Oh man, yeah. And this when the apples are just right, close to be picked. Man, it smells so awesome in those orchards in the morning. Yeah, it does, huh? But uh, so, are you from a musical family? Yeah, my dad had grown up as, as a trumpet player, and oh, cool. um, my mom had, had played some piano as a child. And, uh, you know, she used to stand in line at the Apollo and, uh, you know, being New Yorkers that they were. And so our house was, yeah, I don't remember a day without music, all, all sorts of things. Yeah. 
And uh, so I really, um, you know, thank my parents for opening my ears up to all kinds of stuff. You know, even things my dad wasn't into. I remember one day I was probably four walking, walking by the living room and he called me in and, and made me sit down and, and uh, said, I want you to see this. And it was a uh, 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 hee-haw of all things. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I started watching that show, you know, so it was, <laughs> you know, everything from jazz to R&B to country you name it you know we, we, we listened to it so it was it was uh great and i still i'm still like that my record collection is is pretty kind of crazy yeah. you know people when people look at it they wonder how it all got together but you know if it's, yeah. it's like food if it, if it sounds good i listen to it i don't care what they call it absolutely absolutely so how did you uh get involved in being a recording engineer and wanting to go do live music and studio stuff uh, when I was, I was always, uh, my dad was an electrician, so it was all kinds of okay. crazy electronic stuff around, and, and he was really into stereo gear, and so I always had uh, nice, nice audio gear, and I started futzing around with things, and I uh, I was, as a small child, I was obsessed with the, um, the uh, Greg Moore's character in uh, Ironside, because he was oh. doing all those, uh, you know, recording, you know, you know, bugging people and things, so I, um, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I started doing that. You know, I started, you know, my parents would have gatherings. I would run a mic into the room. I don't know what I was listening to, but I just the fact that I could do it. And yeah. uh, when I was in high school, I, I uh, partnered up with a friend and we had a mobile DJ business, which you know, evolved into uh, uh, promoting bands at the local uh, city college. And okay. Just went from there. So, you know, it was a matter of, of need that I had to start learning how to run sound. One of those right. old sure vocal masters with the big round knobs. I don't know if you remember those. <laughs> yeah. That was the first board I ever ran. And then I ended up in Evergreen and all my electives were in recording. Yeah. They had uh, good good studio setups there. So um, it just kind of went in there. You know, I was a econ major that, that ended up in the music business. So it um, just kind of was meant to be. So I, I did that for, for 20-something years. And then... Um, uh, the acoustic guitar just kind of fell in my lap. I had never played acoustic guitar. I had never been around it. It was always, okay. you know, electric stuff. And um, so it was just happened. You know, it's like we were talking about earlier. Life just kind of brings you where it wants you sometimes. Yeah. But I fell in love with it. That's interesting. I was going to ask you if you were, if you got into acoustics because you just couldn't find what you wanted or were frustrated with what was out there or kind of what got you, got you going that way. But that's, that's interesting, man. Yeah, it was, I was, you know, I realized, I didn't know at the time, but I never had an interest in acoustic guitars because all the ones that I'd been around, I realized now they were just bad instruments or they're set up poorly. So I'd pick one up and I couldn't play it. And I, so I thought that people that were just playing those simple things were just much better than me. And so I just stayed away from it until um, (laughs) one day I I, uh, wandered into Eric Schoenberg's shop in Tiburon and uh, he and Bruce Sexauer and they were playing, playing some bluegrass and uh, I looked around and the guitars looked different to me. Yeah. You know, I had some vintage, vintage stuff and new stuff. So I picked one up and I was like, Whoa, this thing sounds great. You know, it's like jumping behind the wheel of Ferrari, you know? Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is everyone I picked up. I thought, man, this is a whole world that I really should know. And being a recording engineer, I thought I should know the instrument better than I do. And so I just started doing research and, uh, one thing led to the other and, uh, was fortunate enough to meet a lot of, you know, builders and, uh, Went, went from there. Yeah. yeah, I've always thought as, as I'm not a parent, but my parents were parents. And when I wanted, <laughs> <laughs> but when I wanted an acoustic guitar, they got me a Stella Harmony with a campfire scene on it. The strings were about that far yes. off the fretboard. And it's like, well, no wonder 
kids get discouraged and quit because these guitars are pieces of garbage. That's right. But you don't want to spend $5,000 on little Johnny, not knowing if he's going to stay playing or not. But I always thought that was a little, little backwards process there. But, um, so you then went to Quebec because I mean, you really got the bug and I'm not Yeah, well, what had happened is I was, I wasn't getting, all I wanted was information initially. I just wanted to, to understand the instrument and just move forward. I didn't, I had no interest in building. I'd never been a woodworker and, uh, Sergey DeJong's name kept. frozen here and um, when I was finished I remember sitting on the plane I knew I was in trouble because I'd fallen in love with it my whole goal was just to get information but I'd fall in love with it and, um, that's never turned back I just realized that that's that was my calling so you froze up for a sec there how long were you actually in in Canada I think it was, you know, it's been so long. I think it was like six to eight weeks. Oh, okay. Built, built, built my first guitar there with him. And it was seven days a week. Just, you know, I mean, I get off the plane and I get dropped off, walk in the shop. And first thing he said was pick out your wood. And so we, we got, we didn't waste any time. We got on it and uh, I was just wow. fully immersed in it. And uh, it, uh, that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me. In yeah. a lot of ways. It was uh, made a big difference in what was going on in my life. So I, um, yeah, just, I and mean, it's probably it's similar to a lot of guys. You just fall in love with it and you, and you can't think of anything but that. So that's, actually, that's where, I, where it, I actually took a, a class at a place here in, in Franklin. I live in Franklin. Oh yeah, I know Franklin. It. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah. we just did, it was six days and they showed us how to bend sides but the, but all mm-hmm. the sides were already bent. But they said we don't sure. have time for you guys to all bend your sides. So here's your sides, and then we just had a big neck blank, and then just picking all that stuff out. Man, it's just it's unbelievable how just magical it is. Knowing you had this pile of wood over here, and even yeah. you know six or eight weeks, or in our case six days, there's this guitar. And it's just unbelievable. It's yeah, I, I glitched up for a second. Oh, that, yeah. It is unbelievable. It's it's humbling. I mean, every time to me, it's the close. I don't have, like you. I don't have any kids, but to, to me, it's the closest thing to um, having kids because you're so yeah. intimate with it. And when it's time to let it go, it's like kicking the kids out of the house. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and every once in a while, they come back. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's like, oh man, I could have done that better, or why don't I keep doing it this way? You know, you learn, you know, continually learn from what you've done in the past. Yeah. Good. Oh yeah. So, uh, so how long was it? How long did you work before you made your way to Santa Cruz? I was at the time I was living in San Francisco, and oh, okay. I had uh, I I went to visit um, Santa Cruz, and I ran into Jeff Trowgood. I had actually gone to college with. We, we didn't hang out then, but we, we'd worked on a project. He was doing this prepared piano thing, and I was doing audio for that. And uh, you know, if, I don't know if you've ever met Jeff, but he's bigger than life, so you wouldn't forget him. You can't forget him. So <laughs> the minute I saw him, I said, like, "That's that guy," you know. Yeah. So um, 
you know, he was instrumental in, in a lot of ways. He was very helpful when I first started out, with, you know, um, my first, first few builds. And, um, so I, I eventually, I'd say probably two or three years after that, I end, actually ended up moving to Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. So I, so I ended up there for about 14 years. And, um, I, at that time I was working at Griffin string instruments in Palo Alto. Oh yeah. I was managing, managing that. And, um, uh, that was, and I was um, from uh, Jeff's recommendation. So I started, my whole idea initially was to work in the repair department, just to learn repairs. And it just evolved into uh, running the storefront as well, which was, uh, to me, it was like living in a museum, you know, and yeah. with uh, Frank and Richards. I would, I would uh, go up in their attic and they had all these old guitars and I mean, it was a real history lesson to me. So it was, uh, it was, it was great. Unexpected, but, but great. I suppose that really set you up for building because, like you, you got to play so many different brands of guitars that you really figured out what you like yes. about this one, what you don't like about that one, and exactly. And also, if you know, I'd have these great ideas, I'd be excited, and I'd go in the shop, and I would see examples of why I shouldn't do that. You know, because oh, you know, right. a lot of things, yeah, there's not a whole lot of new things. You think you have this new idea, but somebody's done it before you, you know, right. and oftentimes better, or or it's like that's not really a good idea. So it was that was great. Maybe you don't need a Floyd Rose <laughs> on a D twenty eight. Exactly. <laughs> so. um Dude, I got to ask, you said besides working at Santa Cruz and helping so many people out with their signature models, one of those was Otis Taylor. And you said yeah. you were in Libya with him? Yeah. Yeah, Otis. I don't know if you've met Otis. Otis is one of a kind. He called me up on a Wednesday asking me if I'd be interested in going to Libya with him. And I thought, you know, knowing his schedule, I thought it'd be six or seven months down the line. Yeah. No problem. And so Thursday, I checked my email and there's a ticket for me to leave on Friday. So I'm like, no. Oh, so I called man. him up and I said, this doesn't, this doesn't feel right, man. It was, just, yeah, the money's in my account and it's life changing. We're going. So we went and it was uh, amazing, amazing um, adventure. Um, man. You know, the con- most booming economy I've ever witnessed. It was just unbelievable people from all over the world working there because highest wages in Africa and the largest existing Roman ruins are there, which I didn't know. And hmm. they obviously know a lot more about us than we do them, but the people were amazing. And yeah. it was, um, we were supposed to go back, but you know, you know, things yeah. got a little crazy. So we didn't, <laughs> we didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. It's that whole Gaddafi guy. Yes. It's <laughs> funny thing is I was, yeah, he's, he's no longer there to invite us, but he yeah. was, um, it was, it was his party. And, um, you know, they didn't serve alcohol. They had all these fresh juices, which I was tripping on. I was drinking grape juice and realized the reason it was so good is I'd never had fresh grape juice. And, uh, so I'm just parked at the table drinking his grape juice and I turn around there he is standing there and he was just, you know, it's like a guy. It was kind of weird other than he had some strange plastic surgery, but, um, it was, it was a nice trip. Definitely. Um, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you could tell that he had, he'd had some plastic surgery. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. You read about it now, but yeah, it was like his face was, he didn't really, yeah, he looked kind of odd, but, uh, you know, but his energy was, yeah, he was calm, you know, he was, was in charge, you know, he didn't yeah. have to, you know, pretend to be in charge until he wasn't, mm. but, um, yeah, but it was a wonderful, wonderful trip. That's it really cool. was. So how long did you stay at Santa Cruz? 
Santa Cruz guitar? Yeah, guitars. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was there a year, and I'd known Richard for years, oh, and okay. I met him through uh, through uh, working at um, uh, Griffin. Okay. We used to sell sell a lot, a lot of Santa Cruz guitars, so I had a relationship with him from that, and. Um, you know, I started, I came in to uh, do marketing and sales and mm-hmm. uh, artist relations. And, and um, it was a fun year, you know, I kind of did what I needed to do. And then, you know, and moved on. And I, I, Eric and I had um, re- reunited and we decided to start working and building guitars together. You know, I'd been doing it 10 years alone and then 10 years with him. So 20 years of, of uh, putting pieces of wood together. Was that kind of, ner- cause you started Carter Paulson in 2009. Is that right? I think that's right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was that a little, yes. little scary? No, it wasn't. It felt like the right thing to do. Cool. You know, and so, you know, it's like, you know, the, you know, people talk about sacrifices and sometimes, you know, the sacrifice is not doing what, what feels right. Yeah. And so I didn't feel like I had, had any choice, but to keep going with that. And so, no, I didn't, I mean, I'd been building all along prior to that. And part of it was, I just got backed up and I yeah. wanted to be more efficient. Eric comes from more of the engineering mind. You know, I'm more of the intuitive kind of guy. And so okay. you know, that, that teaming up with somebody like that. And, and then part of what made me think about the concept was, was getting no bill callings. It was, oh, okay. I thought it was just brilliant and an amazing guy. I mean, if you're yeah. able to spend alone time with him, you'd, you'd really, uh, uh, amazing guy, but yeah. he was, uh, inspiring in a lot of ways. And, you know, I used to, have this thing about CNC machines. And then I realized that, you know, it's just another tool. It's a matter how you use it. Yeah. So we use it for our bridges and our, our fingerboards. Everything else is by hand, but yeah. you know, things like that are repeatable. I think right, right. people deserve that same bridge every time. Yeah. So now I was going to ask you that, that the you and Eric thing, you come, you just come at the same goal from two different ways, but do you like yes. Specialized? Does one of you specialize in necks, and one of you specializes in bodies, or is it just you're just yeah, doing it, what else? We 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 um, there are a number of things that overlap. Just a matter who's who's there and what needs to be done. But I mean, he he when he worked at Santa Cruz Guitar for I think eight or nine years, he was the foreman there, and he's carved more necks than I ever would in the rest of my life. Right. And so he's much more efficient at it and much better than I am. At it. And just like, he can just whip them out. And so that's, that's, that's his specialty. And then the bodies, you know, I do most of the, the, the bracing and bending and sanding and, you know, and then there's, you know, a multitude of steps that we, yeah. we overlap on. It just depends what needs to get done. We just get them done. You know, you talk about bracing after I put, did my one guitar, after we did the bracing on the top, I came home and I looked at two Santa Cruz guitars, four Triggs, a Martin, and I don't know what else, but every, every set of bracing is different. And to me, it's like there almost is no right and wrong. It's just whatever, whatever you like and whatever gets you going. Uh, he's freezing up. Oh, sorry. Did you hear what I said about bracing? No. I, oh. He turned around and then you froze up. Oh, I'm sorry. So I didn't. Yeah. No, I was saying, once I put the bracing on the top of the guitar that I was making, I then came home and I looked at seven or eight different models, brands of guitars, and you just noticed that every guitar company has a different way of doing bracing just based on what tone they're going for and how, what sort of balance and everything. And it was just fascinating because I'd never thought about that before. So that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, it is. You know, it's like, I look at things sometimes and I think, I don't know how that works. And then you play a guy's guitar and you're like, wow, it's wonderful. You know, everybody has a different approach and we all, in some way, our egos get involved and we think that what we do is better than, you know, right. we all think we're reinventing the wheel, but, uh, <laughs> and, but that's part of why you do it, you know, cause you think you can, you can do it better than other guys, you know, yeah. we're just different. It's like giving the same recipe to 10 chefs, you know, you're going to have 10 different dishes if they yep. put their heart and soul in it. Yep. That's cool, man. And you, you guys still basically have the G model, the T model, and the J model. And we have um, about a couple of years, two or three years ago. I lose track of time, especially now. Um, yeah, we uh, developed a, a newer, uh, kind of a parlor size model. We call the M model. Oh, okay. A, a very small body, body shape, not the traditional parlor shape by any means. And yeah. The G model is probably the most traditional shape we, we make. And that, that was inspired by the uh, 14th fret double O Martins. Okay. With the little tweak, tweak to the shape, but um, everything else is, you know, out of our crazy minds. You know? Dude, your guitars are just, they're, they're so womanly almost. They're just the, they're curves in them, man. I mean, your guitars are so beautiful. It's crazy. But, uh, what was else I going to ask you? Oh, do you know how a guitar is going to sound before you string it up? Are you pretty sure how it's going to yeah. sound? Yeah, people say they do. Um, you have kind of, you know, intuition is involved. And what's, what's funny to me is that when they go out there and pe people play them, that people that don't know each other and when they get feedback, there's consistencies in what they, they yeah. hear. And um, whether you're aware of it or not, I don't know how much control of it, but I think, I think it's true of anything. If you put your heart and soul in it, there's, you know, part, part of yourself in it. And I, yeah. I find that if I, if I know a builder and I, and I experience their guitar, it makes sense to me, their personalities in it. And, uh, so okay. there's some things that you don't really have control. You just kind of, it's just, you know, you do your thing. And I mean, I've tried different bracing and it seems to be, they come out pretty similar. Yeah. Know? So it's, um, it's it's interesting i i don't you know a lot of guys will give you definites i i i'm hard pressed to say yes to that that right. question and, all four that's part of the beauty of it oh yeah absolutely do all of your guitars have the same bracing and stuff in them um they, they start up similar but they're they're yeah um they'll do that's part of eric teases me because i um you know, from learning from working with Sergey, he doesn't really repeat the same thing. You know, it's every, I'm not as extreme as him, but there's some variations. I, I experiment a lot. Hmm. And um, so, so the basic bracing patterns is similar. The placements in, in the shape and the size can vary, you know, depending on how I feel. And, you know, each piece of wood is different. And so yeah. I, I kind of, I kind of go with that. Man. The I, basic. Yeah. I was using a, uh, a uh, oh shoot, a tool to to cut the the bridges or the the braces down, and there ended up being a lot of there's a lot of my blood inside my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it never stops. <laughs> oh man, I was not very yeah. good with the the sharp <laughs> instruments. <laughs> yeah, they can. Yeah, uh, you know, if, if they're really sharp, you usually don't feel it when it's happening. Yeah, yeah I've had I've had my my. Uh, experiences with that too it's like where, where's this red stuff coming from right. but it's all over the top but it's that's probably the secret of the tone don't tell anybody that's right <laughs> the blood we put that in the varnish man <laughs> just like a, when kiss did a comic book and put their blood in the ink it's the yes. same thing <laughs> dude you you guys have such a cool artist roster and i'm, I'm 
so glad you sent me that Gone West because I used to write with Donnell, and I didn't. Oh, did you? Huh. Yeah, and uh, and Amy was in publishing for fifteen years, and she was pretty good buddies with uh, one of the guitar players. I'm blanking on his mind right now, or with the guitar player. But that's Jason, cool stuff, Jason. Jason. Yeah. Yeah, but that's cool yeah. stuff, man. And I didn't even realize they were from here in town. But you you pick out really cool artists that are indoorsies instead of like going after you know Eddie Van Halen or somebody. It's like you'd have this cool roster of just really expressive musical guitar players. Not every you know not every guitar player is very musical, but your folks are. Well, I think a big part of it, my dad always told me that everything you do in life is about relationships and yeah. that's key to me. And it's, um, I've never, I never show up at people's gigs with guitars. Like a lot of guys do. I just don't do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that that's just like, I'm eating dinner and there's a cold call, you know, that's not the time for me to do it. Some people are okay with that, but I, I just approach it in a different way. And I think my experience is being an engineer and being around musicians. I understand that, you know, and they're breaking, yeah. you know, they want to rest. You know, so I, um, I try to respect that and, and I'm sincere with people and, you know, I don't give them away. They, every guitar you see, they, they've bought it. Yeah. So it's, that's, and that's, that's not always easy to compete with, you know, the larger companies that give them away. But, um, I know I have a couple of people that were getting free guitars and they didn't feel like there was that connection. And so, hmm. um, I feel blessed that they, in, in, and kind of humbled that they, they choose to, to buy, um, instruments, yeah. uh, from us as opposed to getting free ones. It's different. It's a different experience. Yeah. Well, you appreciate it a lot more, I think. But yes. Well, that's the thing. You know, like you go see Eric Clapton, and you can't get close enough to him. You know, I, th- I think the guy in the playing in the coffee shop is in some ways more important because you can talk to him, and they could probably put the guitar in your hands. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they, they didn't get it for free, so it's a whole different different ball game. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's that's very cool. So uh, you mentioned maybe uh, building an electric. Have you been doing like arch tops or anything? Or are you thinking more of like a solid body? Nah. Well, it's I have this. It's going to be um, there's going to be a solid body, uh, semi hollow, okay, uh, in, a, uh, in a in a hollow, completely hollow, so kind of arch toppy kind of, but you know, yeah. thin line, um, based on this on the same design. So it's going to be pretty flexible depending on what somebody wants. That'll be cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a little different. The construction is going to be a little different than what, what you generally see, but uh, it's not going to be weird. I don't think, well, who might just say other people might think it's weird, but right. I don't think it's visually, it's not going to be too out there. Yeah. So how many guitars are you guys building a year? I mean, obviously this year is going to be completely off the wall, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, we had some, for the first time, we had some canceled orders this year. It was uh, oh, wow. you know, all because of the virus, which is like, wow, this is real. Um, yeah. but it varies, you know, we do, um, generally do from, you know, 20 to one year we did 45, which was crazy. And that was too much. Yeah. We, we were exhausted. And I think things suffer, but you know, 25, 30 at the most, I think, but really it's about 20, 25. Yeah. And it's just, it's not, you, you have three guys in the shop, right? You and Eric and then. One oh, well, there's just, just Eric and I in the shop with our Finnish guy, Adam Dark. Um, okay. He's also in Santa Cruz. I mean, it's his separate business, but he, he's the guy that, that sprays all our finish. Yeah. Your so I guess you can are, count him as number three. Dude, your finishes are gorgeous, man. 
he's he's uh, he's mighty fine uh, at doing that. I can't I can't take credit for it. And we just stand to get it ready for him, and he does his thing. Dude, that's awesome. Well, yeah, man, do you want to take my uh, my lightning round? I'm sorry. Do you want to do my lightning round? You're, he froze up. All I heard was, are. do I want to do your, okay. The lightning round? What, what's that? It's just, I just ask you questions and you just answer whatever's off the top of your head. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. What's your What's your favorite book? favorite book you know there was a book i uh it's called life is so good about a 90 something year old guy that didn't learn how to read until he was 90s but the story's much bigger than that hmm. by the time you get to the point where he learns how to read you really it makes sense his life was pretty amazing but it's a, it's a short read and an amazing story about a real guy um, oh i'm gonna find but, that uh, yeah life's so good what's the last gift you gave someone hmm, that's a good question what did i Boy, that's a good question. So usually, I I'd like to give gifts when they're unexpected. Yeah, I think they're more special. And I'm trying to think what, what that would have been because I don't think about it. You know, and to do it, that's a good question. Though. Um, oh, I, I you know, an album. I'm one of those guys that never stopped playing vinyl. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I still have have my first record I bought in fifth grade, along with all the everything in between. But I uh, wow. there's a band Duran Jones. Um, I, I gave somebody that album. And cool. Kind of flipped them out in a good way. Yeah. That's awesome. What is the first concert you saw? How old were you? And did you get a t-shirt? <laughs> I was uh, five years old and it was uh, Bob Hope with the fifth dimension. And my buddy and I, Dick Dudas snuck backstage, uh, you know, Bob had all the showgirls and we got kicked out, but no t-shirt. I don't know if they were available back then, <laughs> but I had a big crush on Marilyn McCoo back then. Oh, like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. That was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, what would you be doing if you weren't building guitars? I, you know, I get asked that question a lot and I probably, if I, if it wasn't building guitars, I'd probably traveling exploring I, yeah. I really like to um explore new places even within you know a town it doesn't have to be a long journey just you know yeah. going to a, a street that i've never been on but that's probably that's probably where teaching um kids uh alternative things to do in life you know and hmm. not everybody has to be a doctor or an attorney you know i was my, my route initially was to be an attorney I have attorneys in my family, and so that's why I was an econ major. And I realized that just wasn't my path. Yeah. And uh, here I am building guitars, the last thing I ever expected. But um, there's different ways of making a living and, and getting through life. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've always thought it's interesting how, especially public school, like I I was in, how the the lifetime arts aren't as encouraged. Like instead of playing music or something, it's it's all about the football team or something like that, which I just mm-hmm. think is a little bit backwards to me, but yes, I do love football though, but I do too. I played it, but I, I agree with you. It was, yeah. it's not, you know, 
I, I mean, we're going to build and play guitars till we go in the ground. I mean, that's just all there is to it. That's the plan. Yeah. That's the plan. That's, that's when people talk about retirement, I don't even think about it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Is there a song you, oh, shoot. Eh, he's gone. Up oh, there you are. There we go. There we go. Is there a, a, a song that uh, you really wish you would have written? Julian um, plays with Nora Jones and he's one of my favorite songwriters. It's unbelievable. And I would say I pretty much any song that that guy wrote, I wish I wrote. Who, who was it again? Oh, sorry, man. I lost you. I, I didn't hear the name yeah. of the guy. Richard Julian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he's, he's in that Little Willie's band, which is kind of funny. Yeah. It has nothing to do with me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he's in that with Nor Jones. And, but it's just fun, a real clever um, way with words. And um, yeah, so whenever I hear his songs, every time I listen to a song, I hear something different, you know? Yeah. And uh, little phrases and imagery. And um, yeah, it's. Oh, there we are again. Sorry, man. This is getting frustrating. Can you hear me? Yes. Now I can. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sorry. So, what's the best uh, social media place for you guys? People want to try to get Instagram. Hold of you. Actually, Instagram. Okay. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram seems. To, I mean, we've tried. You know, the Twitter and the Facebook. Instagram yeah. seems to mo- be the most productive. People don't awesome. feel put upon. I think they, yeah. So that's that's the best best one. Oh, that's great for us. Man. Well, dude, I will get out of your hair. I really appreciate your time. Looks like you're having a nice day there. I got a cup of coffee and it's. I do actually. You saw that, huh? <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, it's so nice to get to know you a little bit. And again, just thank you so much Likewise. for your time, Willie. Oh, good. We'll, we'll we'll do something else again soon. That'd be great. Thank you. All right. Take take care, man. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.